Welcome to Watch What Crappens, a podcast about all that crap on Bravo that we just love to talk about. I'm Ben Mandelker, and joining me today is the wonderful, the charming, the hilarious, and the all-around great person, Mr. Ronnie Karam. Hey, Ronnie, how are you? Well, thanks. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> well, sweet like Texas barbecue. Is Texas barbecue sweet? I'm assuming it is It is not. Well, that's fine. It'll be sweet today. It'll be sweet at this very moment. And then we'll go back to being not sweet after this introduction. Um, welcome, everyone. Welcome, Ronnie. Welcome to another week of Watch What Crappens. We're here today doing Crappens On Demand, which means that you not only get to listen to us, but if you support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash watch you can watch us, not just listen to us. So we're waving at the camera right now. At least I am. And Ronnie will about now. Ronnie's doing it too, which means also Bueller will be showing up momentarily. Anyway, guys, uh, we are just coming off a super, super fun, wonderful weekend. We were in Denver. We were in San Francisco. Thank you to everyone who came out to our shows. It was so great seeing so many of so many familiar faces that we haven't been able to see for a few years. It was just great. The San Francisco show was truly the loudest. Like the, when we walked out, like that ovation, we never had a wall of sound like that before. So we were really, really touched and honored by that. And um, the tour. There's not much time left. We're we only have six. It sounds like a lot. Six shows left, but basically we have three shows this week, and then we're gonna have three more in Texas. We're doing uh, Detroit on Thursday, Columbus, Ohio on Friday, and Cleveland. And the shows we'll be doing for those will be Summer House, New Jersey, Orange County, in that order. We're just going in chronological order. Um, so go to watchercrappens.com to get tickets. And then later in April, we're going to be in Austin, Houston, and Dallas. So we definitely want to see everyone there, especially for our grand finale in Dallas, of course. Um, also, because we are traveling and touring and doing all this stuff so much, uh, we are just not going to be able to do Below Deck Sailing Yacht this week. We apologize, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But there won't be any Below Deck Sailing Yacht. So just bear with us. It'll be back next week. But uh, this week, we just don't really have the time to do it. So that's, I think, all the news that's fit to print. Right, but Ronnie? we are going to be doing the Real Housewives of Atlanta season trailer as a regular episode this week. So check that out. Um, yeah, and, crap and on demand, all that Spotify stuff. Tonight, we're yes. doing Take a Seat. It's back. We heard a really hilarious story, some real hilarious tea about the Real Housewives of Orange County. So we're going to talk about that on Spotify live tonight. Take a seat. That's at 7 o'clock on the West Coast, 10 o'clock on the East Coast. Okay? Okay. That's it. Whoa. Whoa. And today is Texas Barbecue Day on Top Chef. So that's what we're going to take on today. Okay, wow. chefs. Hi, <laughs> chefs. Hi, chefs. It's time for barbecue. Very excited about this. I was, yes. I mean, how did you? How do you feel when you you're a vegetarian now, Ronnie? When you see barbecue, that all this barbecue stuff, does it do anything for you? Do you get nostalgic? Or because I was no, no, mm-hmm. I was I was definitely very hungry by the end of it. 
No, I was never like, I was never one of those people who's like, I need my meat. I've always thought it was gross, you know? Mm -hmm. I've been on and off since I was a a teenager. I just get kind of bored of the same thing. So sometimes I'll be like, I'm going to eat meat again. Um, But it's just mostly because there's not as much um, selection if you're not, you know, if you don't eat meat. There's like some places you can't eat anything. I went to a place the other day that the French fries were even fried in like pork fat or some shit Mm, or like beef fat French fries or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something. Um, but yeah, no, I don't I don't feel nostalgic because I was really always into barbecue for the sides. I've always yeah. been like the bread, first of all, like on a barbecue sandwich. I love a good white bun. I love uh, the pickles. You know, mm-hmm. cheese goes with their mac and cheese, potato salad, French fries, onion rings. I mean, that's <laughs> the reason I go for it. Yeah, that stuff's all really good. So anyway, so uh, today's episode it opens up uh, Joe and Evelyn, the comic the comic duo of Joe and Evelyn, the wacky the wacky duo of Joe and Evelyn. They are <laughs> um, they're getting ready for today, and Joe is like, as hard as it would be to go out individually, it would be so hard to go out as a team. Well, Joe, stop with the wackiness. Stop with the wackiness. <laughs> I don't know. Thelma and Louise seem to be just fine. Everyone still tries to pretend that they're them on the Housewives show, so works for me. But yeah. wait, it's not over because Padma comes into the stew room and she's like, "Hi, chefs." <laughs> I know it's hard to say goodbye to two chefs. I mean, for me, it was more hilarious, but I know for you, it's very difficult. But the competition has to go on. You know, it's hard to say goodbye to two poor people at one time. Now you don't even have one nickel to rub together, am I right? Poor poors. <laughs> well, tomorrow, Brooke is going to meet you for a challenge, so enjoy the laugh riot, right? <laughs> Smell you later. Bye. Yeah, Padma's like, I'm not working this episode. See you in an hour. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now it's like the next day. And uh, Joe is like, wow, I don't, I feel like, um, like, like Padma, like, <laughs> I don't feel like Padma coming in is gonna. <laughs> what did Joe say here about an omen with, like, my note? I she can't even read my note. I'm like, it's a perfectly fine sentence, and I'm like, I can't comprehend it. She says she feels like Padma wouldn't come in to warn us if it wasn't a big deal. They're taking oh, it like yeah. Padma staying ten minutes after work is a big deal, which it is, you know. Because you know the producers are like, Padma, okay, after Judge's Table, we're going to, um, you know, let Tom go. We're going to untape the um, body armor from Gail that she has from being around you. And then about 10 minutes later, we want you to go back into the stew room. And she's like, oh, really? <laughs> you better have a gel mat for me in there and someone hilarious. <laughs> My contract says if you if I have to spend ten extra minutes with these people, I get paid triple overtime, okay? Yeah. So Brooke's like, hi, follow me. I've got really cool things to show you. I'm Brooke. How cool is this? It's a barbecue challenge. I'm gonna show you smokers. <laughs> Padma's radio wing. Be meaner, Brooke. Be meaner. <laughs> Brooke, I'm not getting anything from you, all right? <laughs> do something, Brooke. Do we have a charisma meter? Nope. It's like a beach with no change on it, Brooke. This thing's not beeping. Do Brooke, something, Brooke. Brooke, 
Remember, when you're done talking to the poors, I do still need my coffee. Thank you. <laughs> she still thinks Brooke is a PA. <laughs> so today is about the most perfect brisket. And Big Dumb Jackson's like, brisket is one of the most difficult things to accomplish. I'm Big Dumb Jackson. He's really wearing on me. I'm sorry. I'm just like over his whole thing of like, oh, I've never made that. I've never heard of that. Oh, and then he does. Generally, he does really well, except those times when he just like fails miserably. But like, I sort of, I hate his like fail is like failing upwards. That's sort of how it feels like to me. Even though he's succeeding upwards, he's like just succeeding. But to me, it really feels like failing upwards. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I thought he would suck. That's why I call him Big Dumb Jackson. I thought he'd suck and be out of here. But he seems to be doing a good job. So who knows? You know, maybe people just give him good food ratings because he's so tall. Because mm-hmm. you know, people love that. He <laughs> is very tall. So Brooke is like. So the locals have come up with new concepts like brisket fried rice and brisket hand rolls and brisket pho. And so for this elimination challenge, we want you to flip the script on what barbecue can be and put your own twist on a brisket. Hi, I'm radioing in. I just want to add, we want you to put a new spin on brisket in the same way that Brooke has not put in a new spin on her ponytail. Thank you. Hi there. Um, This is for Brooke. I don't know, Brooke, if you can hear me over this loudspeaker, but... You just said put a twist on brisket, and now Gail is in her hotel room doing a twist with brisket. So, <laughs> someone please stop Gail from doing the twist with brisket. It's embarrassing, right? Oh, no. Now she's actually taken an entire brisket, and she's twisting it into a bow, and she's put it in her hair. Someone please tell her brisket is not fashion. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So Brooke's like, well, you know, once the brisket is in the smoker, I'm going to hang out with Willow here, Willow Smith, and we're going to make sure the temperature is okay on that smoker while you guys shop. And don't worry, because the guests are Texas's best pit masters. Yeah, Greg Gatlin and 20 of the best pit masters you've ever seen in your entire fucking life. So, um, so then Nick, uh, Nick gives us a spiel about how he's always, he's been in the middle all this time and being from Mississippi, he has to crush this. I feel like Nick has actually been like actually upper middle. I don't think he's been middle. I feel like he's been doing well, but whatever. He feels like he's in the middle and you know, this is, he he knows how to smoke some meat. So this is going to be his moment. I feel like every challenge Nick says I'm from Mississippi, so I better do good at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's going to shape his brisket. He's going to take out, he has like, so he take out his cookie cutter and make little like Mississippi shaped brisket cookies. <laughs> Did you mean to make an irregular triangle brisket? <laughs> I mean, not triangle. Rectangle. Rectangle. Sorry, I don't really know my shapes. <laughs> nice cleaver shaped state. So, um, Joe is talking about how, uh, making brisket. She's like, you know, you just really want that smoky flavor dragged down to the center of the meat. Oh, I feel like there's a gale joke in here somewhere. Does anyone mind if I radio in one? Let's see. Let's try to workshop this. It's like gale dragging down fashion to the center of the earth. Hmm. No, not quite right. (laughs) You know what? I'm just not going to get that one. But can we get a stick of deodorant for Gail? Because she really is the pit master. (laughs) (laughs) P.U. (laughs) 
So 30 minutes to prep and um, everybody's doing their thing. And Ashley's like, I'm going to do my own spice today for this spice, this spice rub. I call it kitchen pepper. Ashley, <laughs> are you just the kind of person who likes to make people sneeze? I don't want to hear pepper out of your mouth one more fucking time, young lady. Okay? That's enough with the pepper. Well, it's better than Gail's special seasoning that she calls dank cellar pepper. <laughs> Sir Cologne. Her de Gale, right? Listen, if you don't sneeze or ask yourself, is someone cutting onions or is Gail changing her bra? Then it's just not working right. <laughs> so Ashley's going to make something called chicken and slicks. And uh, she's going to use her kitchen pepper and uh, she's going to make sweet potato slicks. It's kind of like a, it's a, it's a dish. So then uh, Nick, then he says that he's going to be making something with 12 to 14 different spices. And I'm like, Nick, you don't come on the show and declare that you have Nick's, Nick's 26. And then this is the second episode in a row, or at least second in, in, in a span where you have not used all 26 spices. This is 12 to 14 is not 26, Nick. Yeah, it really is. I mean, people are going to walk into your dish like they walk into a break room after Gail's been there. Where's the missing dozen? Am I right? <laughs> Can't wait for that chicken and Gail. I'm sorry, chicken and slicks. <laughs> so Slicks actually sound good because she said they're like dumplings, yeah. but they're flat. I flat mean, dumplings. come on. <laughs> it sounds like a, a little dough fried up in some butter to me. You Okay, you win. I take back what I said about your pepper. Okay. <laughs> so Evelyn, uh, Evelyn's excited because she gets to showcase her ability to make curries because she's actually a Southeast Asian style chef. And then Buddha, they're all just like, they're just talking about the, this literally, like, I've got 10 notes about seasoning that people are using. Mm. They're seasoning. They're all seasoning. And Big Dumb Jackson is going to do a brisket pasta, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure about that. And he's like, you know, I'm going to do fa- pasta because that's what I do really good. So I'm going to do it for the brisket challenge. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry. It's going to be filled with lots of, lots of brisket. No. <laughs> no, sir. He's like, yeah, I mean, this, because I'm making a scarpanock, and, like, you can stuff it so much that it's 90% filling and 10% pasta. Oh, that reminds me of Gail. She's also 90% filling, but more like 10%. (laughs) Gail is 90% filling, and 100% of that filling is pasta. (laughs) I was going to say 10% potato. <sighs> and when it's raining outside, she is a slick. It's crazy how it all ties together, isn't it? <laughs> I wouldn't so really call her a delicate pasta, but she is a pasta. Mm. I mean, she really is a rigatoni, but I mean that in a loving way, Gail. <laughs> so, um, Noma, dumb, dumb, whoop, Dumbo Noma, Jake, is like, oh my gosh, for brisket, is there a side that I need to put down first? Get out. Yeah. What are you doing here? I don't care what restaurant you, if it's the best restaurant in the world, get out. That's I know. disgusting. He's officially pushed me too far. Yeah, I really don't like that. If you've worked in the best restaurant in the world, I don't want to hear any questions about which side to put the brisket down. I understand they don't make brisket at Noma, but I feel like 
you if you work at the best restaurant in the world, you should know how to cook every single thing in the world. Sorry, I just said it. I've, I've, meat. That's my hot take. That's my hot you take. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're a chef. You have to know how to cook fucking meat. And don't tell me it's too fucking cold over there either. Because I know you guys know what I know you guys use fire for your dishes <laughs> as well, sir. <laughs> so he's putting his brisket into the he's got these giant smokers. He's like, wow, I feel like I'm using the Rolls Royce of barbecue smokers. Don't you mean the BMW X7 Talenti Flayers <laughs> edition, right? <laughs> Look, I'm brushing my ankle under the brisket. It's not popping. <laughs> hey, can someone uh, fix this BMW smoker, please? <laughs> I really like how this BMW smoker adjusts for my posture. <laughs> so they're like, yes, Nick, you put the fat down first. And I was like, oh, my God, it's like running day in P.E. <laughs> fat down first I'm just I make it two <laughs> steps I'm just like <laughs> so they all go off to Whole Foods and Monique tells us this is the episode where they, they try to really create some sort of rivalry between Monique and Buddha by basically just cutting away to Monique just scowling all the time because she says that she's going to do she's going to go really super French for this preparation and then it cuts to Buddha saying that he's going to do beef bourguignon with it and she's like you know and that's like the rest of the episode. They're just like, basically Buddha's copying Monique the whole episode. And Monique's just going to make a croissant. Like, you know, it's coming because Monique is really leaning into her, her um, baking edit. Yeah. Lately. Um, so she said, yeah, you know, I'm just uncomfortable with barbecue. So I'm going to focus on French. And I just thought she's dead. Yeah, me <laughs> she's too. out. Well, especially because she had a, a thing at the at the beginning of the last episode where she talked about how she was in the middle of the pack. So I was like, okay, so she's going home because my new theory is that if you get the the like the call from home or whatever in the previous episode, then in the next episode you're going to be going home. Although you're my for theory, sure going home for sure. Yeah, my theory didn't really hold water this week, but you know it was fun. Yeah. It was a fun theory while it lasted. It was a fun theory. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes short theories are easier. You know, it's hard <laughs> to hang on to a theory for years and then it fails. It's yeah. like, oh, but I put so much work into this. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, so Ashley's you know doing her slicks or whatever. And then she decides that they have so much cooking time that she's going to just go overboard and do all these sides. She's going to do creamed corn, greens, like she adds all this stuff to it, which in Top Chef, when they tell you you have a lot of time, you know you don't have a lot of time. Never. Okay. Like on any reality show, there's always going to be some sort of thing like, guess what? We decided that on top of making brisket, you also have to build a go-kart. So go ahead. (laughs) You know, you're like, oh, okay. But um, they get back to the, the, this kitchen, and there's Tom, and he's standing there with Brooke, and he's like, uh, hey, chefs, how's it going? We decided to do things a little out of order today, sort of like, I don't know, like starting from a place of immense privilege and luck and having all the tools in the world, and then deciding to go live a life of struggle as a mixologist, doing things a little bit out of order, you know? Yeah, we're doing things out of order, which is why Gail has her underwear over her pants. <laughs> I know she's not in this scene, but trust me. <laughs> it was a long night of Twister for her in that brisket. Let's just say that. <laughs> yes, because she not only played, she not only did the twist, she actually played Twister with the brisket afterwards. <laughs> and Brooke is one of those terrible people to play pranks because Brooke's just not fun. You know, she's just not a fun person. She's a very talented chef, I think, but she's just not. She doesn't exude fun. You know, she comes along. And she's like, I never said it wasn't a quick fire. <laughs> you even make this not fun and it's a twist 
Uh, so then Tom's like, well, for this uh, quick fire challenge, we thought we'd have a little fun with a classic barbecue side, Texas toast. <laughs> and of course, Big Dumb Jackson says, oh, well, I never made Texas toast. I've never even eaten Texas toast. Like, why does it have to even be Texan? Can't it just be toast? I'm like, you've never had Texas toast? I mean, sir, you are a chef. This actually might annoy me more than the Noma guy not knowing which side to put the meat down. I mean, it's tech. I mean, Texas toast is this not is pretty bad. Also, he's a big person. I feel like big people hear Texas toast and we're like, oh, my God, it's toast for us, you know, because mm-hmm. it's big toast. It's gigantic toast. Yeah. You know? It's like Hagrid finally found <laughs> he finally found a sandwich that he likes, you know, because it's <laughs> Texas toast. It's huge. I love Texas toast. <laughs> also, his question, like, why does it have to be Texan? Why can't it just be toast? I'm like, do you say that when you go get Mexican food? Okay, have some respect. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Here comes one right now. So Brooke says, well, the story goes at a pig stand in the 40s, a bread order came in that was too thick to fit in the toaster. So they decided to butter it and grill the bread. And that gave us Texas toast. Oh, so should we call it Texas potatoes when Gail tries to stuff the potatoes into the toaster also? (laughs) God, she loves doing that. (laughs) Gail came too big for most things, so we just butter her up and grill her as well. Wow, Texas Gales. Today, for your Texas Gale quickfire challenge, find a piece of toast Gail won't eat. Go. It's a lot harder than you might think. <laughs> you have 13 hours. <laughs> okay, so I was, this quickfire upset me, and I'll tell you why. Maybe I have to readjust what I believe Texas toast is. But my experience with Texas toast is like it's a square of toast that's like thick, right? Yes. It's I, like if you put four pieces of regular white bread together and, you know, like got rid of the seams. Yeah. It's like that thick. It's just toast. I don't understand. It's a big piece of bread. I don't understand what everybody's problem was in this challenge. I was like, that they I couldn't like, do it. They're like, I'm going to use a matzo ball. <laughs> I'm going to use a matzo cracker. I know. I felt like half the dishes that they made were just like thin pieces of bread. I was like, is that, do they not know it's, it's Texas toast? What is <laughs> happening here? And the funny thing was actually, Ronnie, was uh, in Denver, um, the day that I left, I went and got some avocado toast. Uh, for breakfast and i thought to myself remember when top chef had a toast challenge that was so funny that they had a toast challenge and then sure enough toast challenge this week yes um fancy texas toast Mm -hmm. fancy texas toast so let's see jacks uh is all upset about it and then you know the story of the coal miner who came to the horse track with bread that was too big so they toasted a horse and grilled the bread whatever the story was (laughs) and tom's like well you know uh just come up with something delicious uh possibly something uh we've never seen before and guess what you're gonna win immunity ten thousand dollars and uh, you're going to get to see Gail come out with her underwear over her pants, which should be really fun. <laughs> yeah, Gail's really excited about this challenge for you guys. She's been working on some sort of devil stick routine in the back there. We're sort of not sure why, but she has it planned. So get ready. So then um, Buddha tells us that he's if he wins this, he's going to pay for his pug's eye surgery. And then we see a little clip of this pug or a little picture of this pug with like a red hoodie on. And it's like, <laughs> Now, listen, if you guys ever need a GoFundMe for any, I don't even care if it's like a GoFundMe to get your roof fixed, find a pug for yeah. your 
picture because people will always donate to a pug because they're cute but they always look like they're in danger (laughs) (laughs) pugs always look like (laughs) not like italian greyhounds italian greyhounds look like (laughs) they've always looked like they've seen they've just seen a ghost there was a (laughs) they do but pugs do it in the face and greyhounds do it in their posture you know because they're just they just need to run or whatever those little italian yeah they do like gina posture (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they have like Gina posture from OC. So, um, so they're all Russian. To gr- they have there's a whole bunch of different breads. So Monique goes for the French country bread, which of course <laughs> I was like, you know, at first I was like, you know what? It's all about reinventing Texas toast. She's gonna use a different style of bread. That's fine. I'm sure she will create a nice big thick piece of Texas toast out of French country bread. It'll be an interesting hybrid. So I was. I was I was really rooting for her. I was really hoping that this would not go in the wrong direction. But spoiler spoiler alert, it's it's it no, does. It's, it's uh, terrible. Yeah, it's and wrong. also, if you're gonna get, did she get the sliced? I feel like she got the sliced French country bread because when we see it, it's really thinly sliced. I'm like, yeah. if you're gonna do the French bread, get the loaf and at least cut a gigantic. Like, come on, I just it's toast. Like, it's don't toast. fuck with toast. It's don't easy. mess with bread. You know, it's easy. Yeah. And um, and so Nick is Nick is one of the few people who's, who seems to be doing it right, which is he's making like a BLT. He's basically saying, I'm not reinventing the bread. I'm just reinventing what we put on the bread. So, like, I'm very happy with the direction of his so far. I actually thought Monique had a good idea because she was going to do a, like a zillion layers of this thin bread and put mm-hmm. buttercream in between them, I guess. So it would be like a, once I had this crepe that was called a tiramisu crepe, and that's how it was made. Like they got the big crepe and they put the sweetness on it and then they folded it a zillion times. So it like stacks up to this big and then they mm-hmm. slice. I mean, it was so creative. And I thought that she was, I was projecting my own experience (laughs) onto Monique's talent. And it just, it really didn't work. I, you know, I think that maybe what would have been interesting would have been if someone did some sort of like fancy toad in a hole, because that's like a, that's, that's an actual real size hole that you can make. Oh, and Brooke loves a toad in a hole. Oh, you're right. That would have been she like a, to- a toad in the mining shaft with a, with a Texas toast, you know? And that would yeah. have been really cool. That You could have like set up a whole thing, a whole giant three-dimensional thing. No one thought of that. Where's yeah. my toad in That's the hole, they cut. That was the theme of Gail's prom. <laughs> so ja- toad ja- in a mining shaft. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you should have you should have been there the night that Gail lost her virginity. They called that Mr. Toad's wild ride. Am I right? <laughs> so uh, let's see. So Joe is doing a mushroom toast, um, and she's got a fiance and a wedding to plan. So she really wants to win this. And I'm like, hope your wedding doesn't go forward because I care about the pug more. So there. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've now chosen the pug's eye over your wedding. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Buddha, meanwhile, announced that he's going to do a milfoy, which is what Monique is doing. So then Monique is like, <sighs> which is crazy. Like why? Um, it's it's an odd thing in general just to say, I'm going to make a milfoy out of Texas toes. And then that two of them decided to do it is very, very strange. Yeah, uh, and they're like, "So, Noma, what are you gonna make?" And he's like, "Oh my 
my God. I have to, first, it's like, what side do you cook meat on? Now, this is a big toast. What is this competition trying to do to me? I'm from <laughs> Copenhagen. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard making toast. So now there's like um, five minutes left, and Monique realizes that her stack of buttercream and white bread is <laughs> like not very interesting. So she decides to start glazing mushrooms to, to bring it to life. What? Yeah. <laughs> How does that make any fucking sense? You know what? This uh, buttercream icing on this cake is just also why. You know, I'm going to put some mushrooms on. No. Yeah. <laughs> why? No. Why was that the direction that you went? And then Luke, he um, he basically puts like a whole bunch of salty pancetta on his. But then guess what? He forgets to add the acid. I mean, you're making toast. There's enough time to put the make the pancetta and put some acid on there. I'm sorry. Like, this is ridiculous. But he was actually very smart. Well, comparatively, like compared to who everybody that we've just seen so far, he's very smart because he does a real piece of Texas toast mm -hmm. and he does a BLT, basically, like a fancy BLT, which everybody well, does. Yeah, that's going to taste good. Wait, yeah. who'd you say? I was saying Luke. Did I say Nick instead of Luke? I meant Luke. Oh, Nick was my next note. So I think I just saw Nick's name and was like, wait a minute. Nick did great. Who no, needs Nick acid on a BLT? <laughs> no, Nick did great. That's what I was saying before. Nick actually like, like embraced the vibe of Texas toast, but elevated it as opposed to trying to like reinvent it. Right. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay, okay. So judging, judging time and Noma's like, damn, you know, the acid. Okay. Now I'm now I'm caught up with you. So <laughs> then um, let's see. We so get dessert in. first. Okay. Well, they walk so in and Tom, Tom goes, you guys are toast. Huh, uh, oh, that was funny, Tom. <laughs> that was real funny. Hold on. I'm receiving a call from my good friend, Ali Wong. Hey, Ali. Guess what? Tom tried to be funny again. I know. It was awful. <laughs> Bye. <sighs> So Jay did a shrimp and lobster Vietnamese toast thing, mm -hmm. and Ashley did a pizza roll-up, which... Uh, I feel like that's not the spirit of Texas toast. Not you're at all. Rolling a pizza, it. You're, what? I don't mind a pizza topping, but if you're rolling your Texas toast, you're not getting that... It, did, it looked like a thin layer that was rolled around. It didn't feel like a big, pillowy piece of bread you know? right if it was like a twist on a burrito which i'm sure we'll get as well this year there's going to be some kind of burrito challenge um yeah something but t you guys can't just hear bread and just do whatever you want okay no this no and honestly i was very upset with buddha's buddha so buddha made his milfoy and it was like a strawberry and raspberry milfoy with whipped ricotta and it was a very elegant looking dessert but the bread itself it just looked like those those like wasa crackers. You know, it was like it was so thin. It was like three layers of very thin bread. I was like, this is this is not Texas toast in any form. Yeah. And then Nick does serves his BLT and Brooke's like, did you turn the cheese into a sauce? I'm sorry. This is um for Brooke. Brooke, <laughs> how long have you been on this show? <laughs> did you mean to not ask? Did you mean to turn this cheese into a sauce? God. Damn it. Hi, Brooke. Just a quick note from me. Padmalakshmi. What part of a cheese bread makes you think that he didn't turn the cheese into a cheese bread? Just wondering. <laughs> and Luke, of course, cannot just serve a dish without being fancy. 
sounding, you know. He's like, I did a focaccia with crawfish emulsion. Put the fucking crawfish on the toast. No one wants your crawfish emulsion, okay? You fucking moldy ass acid forgetter. <laughs> I like that. I had a typo here, and I said that Luke made uh, Texas toast with crawfish and chorizo emulsion. <laughs> <laughs> the emotions of crawfish and chorizo. <laughs> the crawfish and the uh, chorizo were falling in love as they're being <laughs> cooked together. Uh, there's nothing on this bread. Oh, there's emotion on there, actually. It's just emotions. Mm-hmm. And Tom says, huh, huh, that's a, that's a salt lake there. <laughs> Don't you mean Gail's toothpaste? I know, Tom. <laughs> buttercream whoa that's gail's cold colgate <laughs> so uh then damar does a pizza toast damar i'm really liking oh, there we this go season. right there pizza um toast. but thin little toast it was thin thin little toast another thin toast and then monique's kind of disaster which we talked about the orange blossom buttercream with glazed mushrooms sort of strange and brooke tries again to do a pad much she goes is this bread toasted at all excuse me oh it's supposed to be my day off but i just can't get any rest around here okay the way you say it is did you mean to not toast the bread you stupid fucking person God. and monique's like well i just didn't want it too toasted because it might melt the buttercream toast it first <laughs> and then let it cool down while you make the buttercream also the hell, monique i liked you monique yeah, also, it's a toast challenge, so if you're going to put something on the toast, that's not going to be good on toast. Don't put that on the toast, because it's a toast challenge. The toast comes first, not a buttercream challenge. Oh, yeah. So then Joe did a mushroom toast, and Brooke goes, wow, you like mushrooms, don't you? Because she really does use a lot of mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. She says Brooke says, Tom. you like mushrooms, don't you, Tom? And he's like, yep. Yeah. Sure do. Uh, thank you for everybody not making okra toast, because that is slimy and disgusting, and I hate okra. So I hope everybody remembers that, or I will can you from this show. Thanks. Yeah, yeah that's pretty much it. So then Jackson serves up his uh, shrimp toast. I'm going to sneeze right now, so you just talk right now, because this is get, this is about to get very serious right now, everyone. Very serious. Yeah. Jax's shrimp toast actually looks very good, I think. And then Tom was like, well, that was fun, huh? You know, there were some tasty bits, and then there were other things. Uh, Brooke, name the bottoms, and uh, don't get smart with it, because it's uh, 2022, and I don't want to hurt anybody's tribe. Padma? <laughs> yes, I'm still watching. <laughs> Padma's doing it, like, sliver style. She's just in a control room up on, like, the roof. I feel like Padma, like, puts a little ring cam in the kitchen so she can always see it from her her hotel room or whatever. I like threw out my arm with that sneeze, that off-camera sneeze, by the way. I'm like, ow, that hurt. Mm. So anyway, so the bottom, yeah, so Luke is in the bottom because his stuff is just way too salty because he forgot to put the acid on. But I feel like it's still, even without the acid, like, it's possible to put pancetta on toast. Acid does not make things that much less salty. Give me a break. Yeah, and like you can also just put pancetta on toast and and you could like survive it. But like if the if it's a salt lick, that means it's not just the pancetta. It means that you put too much salt on it. You put too much salt. He didn't use yeah. seaweed. He's not used to actual using real salt. He just he's only used to like seaweed salinity. 
And then Mo, uh, Monique put mushroom buttercream, like mushrooms with her buttercream, which is just stupid. I can't believe they didn't just kick her ass out right then, because that's insane. Yeah, and Tom's like, oh, you know, it was more of like a Texas tea sandwich and uh, not a toast, so a little, uh, a little weird. Let me just re- let me just repeat the thing I said earlier. You guys are toasts. You guys are toasts. Yeah. Not that it's unheard of to drink a sandwich. Am I right, Gail? <laughs> So, so th- Brooke, um, let's see. So Tom asks Brooke, who are the faves? And she's like, Nick, the BLT is everything I want. And also, it had a great topping to toast yeah. ratio. Yeah, and they liked it quite a bit. And the winner is Nick. Nick Nick wins the whole thing. So now that that's done, they can go back to working on their brisket because their brisket is... At, like while this is all going on, the pitmasters are are like cooking their brisket for them, etc. So they were going back to the, the brisket, and Joe's like, you know, when I uh, I'm gonna start working on a pasta because when I first started cooking in New York, it was all Californian Italian, you know, because that's kind of I don't really want to say it, but it's kind of the culinary point of view. Jonathan Waxman, my friend Jonathan Waxman, I'll just I'll, I'll just say it, Jonathan Waxman. I just don't know if there's a prep I love more than Jonathan Waxman pasta, you know? <laughs> and then we see her leading the pasta sheets through the KitchenAid pasta thing, which, I mean, listen, I love a pasta. You know I love a pasta. If I get married, my wedding dress is going to be made out of those pasta sheets, okay? <laughs> I love pasta. But it's a brisket challenge. Come on. I know with this. Why is it? She's the second one today. Who's like, I'm doing pasta for the brisket challenge. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a way to do it. I mean, actually we'll see later that apparently there is a way to do it, but yeah, you know, I think we said last week, like it's always knowing when someone messes up their pasta. Cause you know, later on, like it's going to be a lot of pasta redemption. That's what always happens. Someone messes up their fresh pasta and then they spend the rest of the season trying to redeem themselves with their pasta. And it gets Mm -hmm. kind of really annoying. Um, so then uh, Jackson, of course, he, of course, he's like, oh, I don't know. I've never done this before. I mean, he's just always, I'm, I'm just, at this point, I don't want the disclaimers. Just do it. Just make it. Because also, it turns out fine. Like, his track record is really good. He'd never even had Texas toast. He was in the top of the Texas toast. He'd never, like, he was in the top of the pho. He's like, I've never made pho before. And then he makes the pho. I kind of think that uh, I don't he actually believe Jackson. is bullshitting. He's, he's full of shit. Jackson, I'm telling you, he's a liar. Like, when he said he can't taste or smell. He's just doing that to look better when he does good things you know and i think he he does that with everything he's always like i have no idea how to make this i have no i've never even heard of that before texas toast what's that yeah i know i feel like i feel like we're on to him yeah but his whole thing is that he's he's gonna be grinding up his his brisket and he keeps on sort of saying like why am i bastardizing this entire process i mean it just makes sense in my head am i about to commit a cardinal sin of texas barbecue like yes you are actually and then we see monique um putting her potatoes in a bin of salt did you see that what does that do to potatoes i've never seen that before does that do something special I think she was just seasoning them. I mean, I think she was just, she probably had already cooked them a little bit. So they were already, so she was just sort of shaking them around. And I don't oh. know. It was, it was exciting. I've never seen that. It looked like she put some dry round potato, little round baby potatoes into a, just a bin of salt. I was confused. I'd never um, seen Gail want to step into a bin as much as that moment. <laughs> 
Uh, so Ashley is doing fresh corn, you know, she's getting the corn off the cob and everything. And she says she's going to do six components, which danger. And then, um, Monique, it, who cares? Monique slams the door. She's like, not mad guys. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. She's like very sad about it. Be careful with the BMW X5 31 Talenti San Pellegrino edition of smokers. Um, let's see. So it's one hour left and Buddha is working on some pickles and he's like, it's not traditional beef bourguignon pickles. That is, I'm just eating it in my mind and I'm saying this is going to work. <laughs> it's going to work. Yeah. But they don't know. Ultimately, like the, the, the brisket comes out and they just don't know if their brisket's any good because they have to let it rest overnight. So they don't know if it's seasoned, if it's tender, if it's overcooked or whatever, yada, yada, yada. So there's a, a huge amount of suspense for them. And so now it's the morning and Jackson is meditating in the corner. And I was surprised he wasn't like, wow, I've never meditated before. I don't even know how to do this. Oh, am I committing a cardinal sin of meditation right now? Commercials. Here comes one right now. So they get back to the kitchen. They've got an hour and a half to cook. And um, now's the moment of truth where everybody opens their brisket. Mm -hmm. And Jack uh, Jay's is great. Jackson's is great. Um, and Nick's like, oh, my God, I'm a little bit nervous around this. And Jay's like, you know why? Because you don't mess with Texas. <laughs> <laughs> She's been waiting all season to pull that one out. She's like, I know there'll be a perfect time to make the don't mess with Texas joke. And this is it. <laughs> So, but Monique's is only okay. A lot of her warm spices didn't come out. I mean, I I, I had a feeling hers was going to be under seasoned. I don't know. There was something about doing a, just the mindset of of doing a elegant, restrained French preparation of brisket made me feel like she's going to under season this meat. I just knew it. Yeah. And you never know with this show, right? Because sometimes, you know, sometimes Top Chef surprises you and everyone's like, wow. They just let the meat be the meat. Yeah. I mean, it actually tastes like it's almost rotting. This is <laughs> amazing. Well, you know, when you got a good, you got a good ingredient, you don't have to do much more to it. Just some salt, pepper, it's the basics. You just got to remember the basics. You just got to remember how to cook. You know, it does like to say. Yeah. Yeah. They do that. They do that whole spiel. And Joe is regretting her pasta, which girl, know the feeling. Okay. <laughs> Been there. And um, she she's struggling with highlighting the brisket. Yeah. And so Ashley is like, sure smells like kitchen pepper in here. It's like, I think that you are really overestimating people's love for pepper. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And basically hers is under seasoned and which is a little surprising. I thought she was going to season it well and it's under seasoned. So she's like, I'm going to put all the seasoning into the, into everything else. So you're like, Hmm. That's not going to work out well because we've all been there when, you know, if you if you season everything around it, but the main thing isn't seasoned, you still can. You, you always know. You always know. Yes. Oh, yeah. Especially with meat. Yeah. So Buddha is 
going to make some stock with the trimmings to pour back over it, which I think mm-hmm. is really smart. And then Monique is stirring, and they just put, like, clown detective music, <laughs> which is, even the editors are sick of Monique's ass at this point. It's like, because <laughs> she decides that she's going to make a brioche bread. So at first, I'm like, oh, that's good, because she's a baker. And she goes, I make bread on a regular basis in my pastry shop. I'm like, oh, you're going home. <laughs> like, the moment someone says that they make something on a regular basis they're always in the bottom and then she goes i'm very familiar with bread but you know time wise i wish i could prove the brioche bread for longer i'm like you're a baker if you know you don't have time to prove your bread why are you doing it like why are you messing up on all the bread this episode yeah if you're a baker you should know that you don't underproof your bread like holler <laughs> so um Jackson is grinding the brisket and he's like, Oh gosh, I feel so bad. Everyone's going to be so mad at me. And then um, 30 minutes left and Evelyn's doing a burnt end crumble for the top, which is also a really good idea. I thought that was great. Yeah, look at when all she these said good that, ideas. Cause I always think about the time, Ronnie, uh, I think it was still in your non veg in your not in your most recent non vegetarian period. When we went to um, remember, we went to uh barbecue in Kansas city and everyone was telling us, well, you got to go there. They got great burnt ends. But we didn't know what they were saying because it sounded like everyone was going, oh, I love their burnins. Ah, uh, the yeah. burnins. And so we were like, do, do you guys have burnins on the menu? <laughs> and, and they're like, like oh, ends. ends. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe I was. Um, I don't know if I want to drag you into that. Maybe you knew all along. But I thought they were saying burnins. <laughs> I had no idea what they were. I probably wasn't even listening. I was just like, where's the mac and cheese? That's all I'm ever thinking in a barbecue place. So then we go, then the judges come and um, Padma's like, Brooke, what did you tell them exactly? As if I don't have a ring cam in the kitchen, stupid. Go ahead. Let's see if you lie to me. Here's your test. And also, did you get my coffee? So uh, Brooke is like, well, I said the goal of this dish is to highlight the brisket, but to turn it into an actual composed dish. Oh, and did you inject any sort of personality into this moment or were you just sort of this sad milk Texas toast thing? (laughs) Willow, Willow Smith. Did you give your smokers away or like, how did that work? (laughs) (laughs) This is reserved for a famous person's famous child. Do you like that, everybody? Watch it again. Willa, thanks for your help. (laughs) (laughs) And Gail, uh, Gail turns this guy, uh, Greg Gatlin, who's like the guest judge. And she goes, and how do you feel about stretching the boundaries of barbecue? Probably the way that the dress barn feels about you stretching the boundaries of their styles, Gail. <laughs> Same way the Golden Corral felt about stretching their boundaries of how many times you're allowed to go up to the buffet every time you come in, Gail. <laughs> so <laughs> so, so uh, first up, okay, in El Paso, they actually had to do that with people. Because when Golden Corral opened, like when that became a thing, people were going so crazy in the Golden Corral that they had to start limiting it. Okay? <laughs> Welcome to my hometown. <laughs> so Willow, oh, by the way, Willow the Chef is like, well, I was really happy that Top Chef gave us 12 hours for a cook. And Padma goes, well, you know, time is never your Lena Waithe. <laughs> I'm sorry. Time is never your friend on Top Chef. Look at Gail's face, am I right? (laughs) 
So first up, Ash and Jax. Uh, Ashley and Jackson serve at the same time. And she's serving her kitchen pepper rubbed with sweet potato slicks. And he is doing his pasta stuffed with um, a barbecue. Yeah, barbecue. Burr, like burr blanc. Barbecue sauce. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. Padma does this thing. So they serve them. And Padma looks at them and goes... Thank you both. And then she does this thing with her eyes. And it's like, it's like the opposite of Tyra Banks smizing. You know, Tyra Banks pioneered the idea of smiling with your eyes. <laughs> Pamela just frowns with her eyes. She's just like frizing. She's like, mmm. <laughs> just like, get out of my face. She does like a big phony um, thing, like when your waiter is bugging you too much. And they're like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> If I squint, that means I have less of you to look at right now. So they think that Ashley sliced her meat too thick. And yeah. one of the guys is like, yeah, so much so much meat. I'm having a heart attack over here. Yeah. And Gail's like, I just, I think it's just really hard to eat Ashley's soup, you know? And, um, and she says, you know, this giant piece of brisket, it just feels like it's, drowning right now oh yes i understand the feeling it's like when i go to your house and i'm just like wow so much swiss cheese i'm drowning in it right now gail so padma loves jackson's pasta he was so restrained (laughs) and gail's like well from his from a challenge perspective he did his way of cooking wow what a novel concept am i right (laughs) Wow, Gail, you really shrunk together those concepts so well. Damar and Nick are next. Hi, Nick. <laughs> He's like, hi. So he did a carrot puree uh, harissa barbecue with pork neck and collard gramolata. Yeah, and then Damar wow. did uh, like a smoked brisket with candied yams and a Worcestershire like a uh, consomme. So Brooke is like, you know, I, I really appreciate the flavor of Nick's brisket because... The rest of the dish kind of doesn't exist to me. Yes, I totally understand. Like, it feels like the other half of the dish is sort of like, well, all of you people. It just doesn't really exist to me. Shrug. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tomorrow, on the other hand, you know, uh, tomorrow, that was fantastic. I really liked braised cabbage, uh, the pickles pulled together, and uh, I feel like... uh, you know, this dish, if it had the opportunity to get an education and do something with its life, would have done it instead of dropping out and uh, shaking around a metal shaker full of ice and liquid yeah. for the rest of his life, disappointing his father until the grave. So, yeah. you know, good for him. Yeah, I, you know what I really liked about it? It just felt really, really... It, remi- it reminded me of someone who decided to ignore all the opportunities given to him and instead live a life as a mixologist and not have enough money to get... His own place, so in other words, homey. Very homey, like a, like a son still on the couch of your home. So homey. Monique and Noma are next, and Noma is doing brisket with barbecue sauce and some coriander and some lime stem salad. Lime stem salad? <laughs> Isn't that, I think that's what Yeah, no, I wrote it down also, but if for some reason I didn't really, it didn't really hit me until this moment. A lime stem salad. I don't even know what that is. He's ridiculous. That's what is fucking ridiculous. Okay. (laughs) And listen, I can, I know I'm ignorant, so I can't wait till someone corrects me 
and tells me that this is a real thing because to me he's just full of shit like every dish has something that's completely full of shit on it a lime stem salad yeah it is here ridiculous lime stem and monique does her smoked brisket with onion soupies and comfy potatoes and her 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 bone marrow honey glazed brioche so padma goes have either of you even done brisket before do you even know what brisket is you idiots look at this shit on a plate god i'm so mad everyone just pass her dishes down to gail and Noma's is pretty like it's very it's very good looking and Padma's like Tom what do you think of Luke's meat personally I think his meat is probably what's gotten him this far so it must be big (laughs) anybody else (laughs) you know just to quote some girls who just shot on our sister show Summer House what do you think of Luke's meat so then Mm. uh, so Brooke is like well you know I, I love all the accoutrements you know Oh, wow. Nice big word there, Brooke. Congratulations. Were you married to Salman Rushdie, too? And Gail, what do you think of Monique's brisket? (laughs) Since you're basically toast that's layered with buttercream, what do you think of Monique? (laughs) Gail, do you mind removing the brioche from your mouth before you talk to us? Thanks. Well, her potatoes are bland and her little bun here is undercooked. Wow. (laughs) Padma just hates Gail at this point. <laughs> she has nothing more to say to Gail. <laughs> Sorry, Gail. I couldn't hear you from all that. Subi's falling out of your mouth. So, yeah, Tom is mad about the brioche. He's like, he's like, well, you know, it's just not properly formed. And, you know, better technique. This dish would have been a great dish. But, you know, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Story of my son's life, right? I love better technique and this would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know, how it works. It's a, it's a show about technique. Um, so Tom's like, you know, oh, that's just sad. It's just sad. And Padma's like, I agree. It could use a sweater. Oh, sorry. Were we talking about Gail's dress? <laughs> <laughs> so Jay and Evelyn are next. And um, Evelyn's all excited because she's like, my people. Because in case you didn't know, Evelyn is from Houston and knows all the chefs on every episode of the show, apparently. So she's once again saying that. And um, Jay has made Kejun, which is like her take on barbecue brisket with grits and cherry tomato, kimchi, Asian pear relish. I thought Jay's looked amazing. Yeah, I did too. And someone named Sloan Rinaldi yeah. is like, this tomato is excellent. <laughs> Sloan Rinaldi, we don't see her until this moment, and then we keep cutting away to her like every five seconds for the rest of yeah. the scene. It's just like, what does Sloan Rinaldi think? She's like, I like it. I like it a lot. It's like, keep it on the lady who really liked the tomato. Keep it on her. <laughs> Sloan Rinaldi. God, I love her band. So Evelyn did um, brisket curry with aromatic rice and fried garlic, pistachio, and burnt ends, which sounds <laughs> insane and good. And so Padma's like, you're a Texas girl. How does it feel? Yeah. Is it exciting to cook for all these people? Wow, I can't believe you're just so starstruck by Sloane. What's her face over there? I mean, have you even met Lena Waithe for crying out loud? You know, I've known you now, Evelyn, for a while. And I really haven't thought to myself, wow, Evelyn knows a lot of people with tattoos and dried skin. (laughs) What do you think about it? (laughs) 
<laughs> do you think Rinaldi is really Sloane's last name, or do you think maybe it was Ravioli at some point? I kind of think it was. What do you think, Evelyn? <laughs> so they love Jay's, and um, Gail's like, well, so far, Evelyn's dish is one of my favorites. I really get the aromatics. And Patrick's <laughs> goes, like, speaking yeah. of, did you spray yourself with blue cheese before you came here, Gail? Or- <laughs> Gail's like, yeah, it has heat, but it doesn't annihilate you. Oh, yeah, like that flower pattern you're wearing in your dress today, Gail. Wow, annihilation, right? Our guest judge today, the Wedge Salad, everybody. <laughs> wedge Salad Simmons, right? So, yeah, they just love Evelyn's. And so now... um there's still more. Joe is now Joe and Buddha are plating, and Buddha uh, and they they serve. And Buddha has his beef bourguignon take, whatever. And Brooke is like, I would never think to do that to a beat. Yeah, that's what I always say about Gail when she takes the dance floor. Wouldn't think to do that about the beat. <laughs> so let's see: beef, fat potato croquettes, and slow roasted bacon. And then Joe did her brisket pappardelle with harissa and corn and kale. And Patton was like. Mmm, thank you both so much. Oh, <laughs> gross. That was, that was my way of saying, no, thank you, not so much. You're awful, get out of here. So, so let's talk about Joe. <laughs> and Gail's like, well, for all the ingredients she talked about, I'm only tasting one thing. Well, I know it's not toothpaste, <laughs> so what is it? <laughs> Tom goes, well, there's really only one word for this. My son's career. I'm sorry. Whelming. I'd say underwhelming. Like, you already had a chance to speak, Gail. Okay. Gail, you don't have to gild the lily. We get the joke from Tom already. You don't have to say under. Okay? It's a joke, Gail. God, look at Gail so angry. Someone woke, woke up on the wrong side of the bagel this morning. Am I right? <laughs> so, but they love Buddhas. They think that Buddhist is beautifully composed. Um, they love that there was a raw beat. And they just think that he did a really uh, great job. Yeah. And, um, well, where can they take a nap now? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like Gail, we're all very tired. Thank you for being here, non-famous, dried-faced, tattooed chefs. Oh, and Sloan, can you let me know when my BMW X5 is done at the shop? Oh, you're a chef? Not a mechanic? Oh, my apologies. If you look under your chair, you'll see that we've all left you some hot oil treatments <laughs> to help you just look better on TV next time. Just kidding, but you can probably find them at a store in a different town. This town doesn't seem to sell any. God, I'm exhausted. Bye, everybody. Bye. I'm going to take a nap at Soho House. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we are at the judges' table. Tom, time for a Tom Gina monologue. Hit it. <laughs> well, it's like, well, 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 no, you do it. You do it, other me. Well, okay. Well, you know, you think you're gonna uh, do some meat? Uh, you're gonna rub some spices in it, uh, put it in a smoker, and let it go. And we we all know there's a ton of variables involved: passion, dedication, brains. Unfortunately, I sired a child with none of those things. <laughs> What were we talking about? I think you were trying to talk about something with brisket. Oh, yeah. Like I said, you know, you give it a good roll of rub, put it away for a few hours, 
And you just sort of think you can just let it go. Yeah, like our skincare routine, right? <laughs> so the guest judge, Greg, is like, oh, all the meat was good. We don't see stuff like that every day. Some hit, some missed. But all in all, good work. Buddha, Jackson, Evelyn, you stay here. The rest of you go to the side and Google other careers. <laughs> Buddha, your concept was a really successful one. Whose idea was it to do French? Was that your idea first? Because you seemed to really knock it out of the park. You were the best French person of all time. And I'm sure no one is angry that you did French. <laughs> and Gail's like, I am so proud and excited that I got to eat your food, Evelyn. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, but she also says that every time she goes into Little Caesar. So don't get too excited, Evelyn. She peed on the floor when she met Ben and Jerry. <laughs> you know, uh, 19 seasons, all the curries that have been attempted on the show, Padma always has issues with him. I'm not saying that she's high maintenance or that she complains, but she usually has something to say. That's right. But guess what? I had absolutely no issue with your curry because I felt like across the board, it was just too terrible to even complain about. <laughs> I had no problem with this curry at all. In fact, I even like Tim Curry now, which is a shame because he passed away a few years ago. I mean, I love this curry so much, I was surprised it hadn't written a novel so I could marry it. <laughs> oh, and Brooke's like, love your burnt ends, Jackson. Those were great. See, Gail, burnt ends can be attractive. <laughs> Just keep trucking. <laughs> oh, it's so funny when Gail goes into a restaurant and orders split ends by accident. Gosh, it's so hard to keep those keep those all together. <sighs> Okay, well, the winner is Evelyn. Wow. Oh, and I love and uh, I love the curry. Anybody have a clip to send Evelyn of that? <laughs> okay, Evelyn, go to the back and tell everyone about how you know all the chefs you just saw one more time, just in case they all forgot. <laughs> Congratulations, non-idiots. Now, Monique, Ashley, and Joe, step forward. <laughs> one of you will be going homeless. And one of you will probably brag about knowing Jonathan Waxman as if none of us up here have become friends with him already. Uh, the three of you had our least favorite dishes, and one of you had our least favorite haircut. <laughs> Sorry, that's Gail. Monique? <laughs> Monique, how do you think your dish came out? I'll tell you how I think it came out. Like shit! Now you tell me what you think. And she's like, mm. well... I thought it was just okay. I mean, I'm not familiar with barbecue, so I didn't want to try anything super new. Mm, yeah, we could tell. Super new things are, well, let's just say, it's kind of like Gail walking into uh, Paris Fashion Week. Lots of trembling, <laughs> lots of tears, and running back to Charles de Gaulle Airport. So we understand what it's like to fear the new. And Greg goes, you played it safe, and the heart can feel that. Shut up, Greg. What the fuck does that mean? And, um, yeah, and Gail's like, yeah, the brisket itself was a little tough, and the rest of it felt like you just weren't confident to push yourself. Yeah, Gail knows a thing or two about confidence, because it takes a lot of confidence to wear those floral patterns. Am I right? <laughs> and, you know, as a baker, your role wasn't great. Not that I'm a baker, because I'm an actual chef. But, I mean, as a baker, you 
Uh, the roll wasn't great. I really don't like saying as a baker. Can someone rewrite that card? I don't want someone to cut it out and say, like, Tom just admitted to being a baker. <laughs> Not lowering my standards just for the family photo. All right. Well, I'm okay, just trying to say as thanks. had Top Chef's Just Desserts still been on the air, which it isn't. Sorry, Gail. That was good, Tom. You probably wouldn't have gotten on to it. Ooh, even better, Tom. Love that. Double burn. Burns all around. <sighs> That just gave me a really good idea. Justice Dessert starring Gail Simmons, where you basically go to a courtroom, but your case is never settled because Gail's just eating pie. <laughs> All <laughs> rise for the Honorable Judge A. Clare. <laughs> Ashley, how did you feel about your dish? And please don't say good Because I'll be more embarrassed for you Than I already am Pepper anybody? Please no She's even a terrible orphan in Annie Alright, <laughs> enough with the pepper Let's just cut pepper out of Annie Alright, <laughs> Ashley go ahead So Ashley's like, well I've just been really anxious To put myself on a plate And I thought the flavors, you know, from home Like Carolina barbecue would be good And that's why I thought of things like collards And, and corn, sweet potato <laughs> Emma goes, well, it just felt like one dish got dumped into another, and it was a mistake. It's just like the time Gail took a slice of pizza into a yogurt planet and went to town. <laughs> She's still banned. <laughs> <laughs> she really forced her pizza agenda on every single child in that establishment. <laughs> So Joe's like, well, what got me was that I saw that we had time. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make pasta. I should have highlighted the brisket more. And Gail's like, yes, yes, because I really didn't get the flavors. And I know you put those flavors in there. There just wasn't a payoff for all that work you put out. <laughs> wow. It's just like every spinoff Gail's ever done. Am I right? <laughs> Gail's like, it just felt like two different dishes mashed into one. Yeah. It's like when Gail was culottes and jorts mm. so greg is like you know what you need you need to go with your heart okay oh, listen thanks, to your heart <laughs> thanks greg glad yeah. we had you here thanks so in the <laughs> stew room they're all clapping for evelyn like queen curry and then there's we go back to deliberations and, and curry's all mad i know that's He's what like, i was thinking damn too. it haven't i taken enough shit in my life without hearing queen curry on bravo <laughs> The Padma's like, these chefs worked so hard, which is so sad considering how little talent that they have. But each of them, in their own way, failed today. Wasn't it, it was hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> 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 Tom's like, well, you know, uh, Ashley's beef uh, was lost. Yeah, it's like when that old lady from the commercial asked Gail, where's the beef? <laughs> And then Gail just pointed at her stomach. So then <laughs> Tom's like, and Joe also, you know, that dish, a uh, professional chef, like, I don't know, for example, maybe a Jonathan Waxman doesn't make a dish like that. Mm. And Gail's like, there was no way to taste any of the beef. How could you? How could you do that to beef? And Padma's like, well, Monique's dish felt like the culinary students. You know, you tick off classic French items. I mean, she was just left with bad brioche, cream and butter. I mean, it was basically like a morning shake for Gail. <laughs> it was like saying, hey, I'm going to the Oscars. I want Sloane Rinaldi to make my dress. Just not a smart idea. <laughs> 
Girl goes, it was boring. Now's not the time to read your own Yelp reviews out loud, girl. All right, bring the losers back. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, uh, well, uh, guys, uh, we continue for 19 seasons to push chefs out of their comfort zone. Uh, you can tell when someone's uncomfortable because you get a dish that's uh, tentative, overthought, gal, or tasteless. Gal. And, uh,. <laughs> And uh, sometimes wears polka dots with stripes. Gal, gal, gal. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, this is how it ends for a lot of chefs. Uh, some of them end up getting gel mats bought for them, spotlights put on top of them, and uh, selling uh, frozen rice in the grocery store. <laughs> hey, wait a second. Come on, I called you a chef. I called you a chef. Ashley, please pack up your chicken slicks and get the hell out of here. Bye. <laughs> Pack your pepper and go, stupid. <laughs> well, we'll see you uh, one last chance on Last Chance Kitchen. And my advice, to quote this guy over here, always cook from your heart. Ashley's like, yeah, I fucking made you my favorite corn and sweet potatoes <laughs> from all my childhood barbecues, you fucking asshole. Don't tell me to fucking cook my heart, asshole. Uh, yeah, so Ashley's out. I was not expecting that. I really thought Monique was... Uh, bye. Yeah, I felt like they really set up Monique for to go home because, uh, but Ashley's just must have been a disaster. Well, we didn't talk about how the fact that when Ashley's dish came out and they cut away to all the other pitmasters, all the pitmasters were like, "Whoa, this is heavy!" And like, if you have, I feel like if you have Texas pitmasters being like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, this is heavy food," you may have done something wrong. It was so heavy, all the guest judge could talk about at the end was his heart. He's like, ow, go with your heart. You know what? Cook with your heart. Believe in your heart. Oh, my God, my heart. (laughs) Somebody, my heart. Think of your heart when you're cooking. You want to keep it beating. (laughs) So that was Top Chef for this week. Thank you all for uh, listening and watching. And uh, we'll be back. We've got the Atlanta trailer as a regular episode. And we'll be back uh, later this week. Detroit. Columbus and Cleveland. We'll see you there. Thanks everyone for listening and watching. We'll talk to you next time. And bye. Bye. Watch what crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni. She don't take no baloney. Courtney's amazing Shaudel. She's not just a Sheila. She's a Daniela. Itchels. Dana C. Dana Do. Aaron McNicholas. She don't miss no trickleus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie. She has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. Kristen the Piston Anderson. We McLovin. Karen McClellan. She's always supplying. It's Kelly Ryan. Megan Berg. You can't have a burger without the Berg. She's our queen, Marie Levine. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. She's cheese on a bagel. It's Megan Ragel. Erica, 500 Days of Summers. The incredible edible Matthew Sisters. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo. 
Karen McMurdo. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. Paging Page Mills, Paging Page Mills. Give them hell, Miss Noel. She leaves us in stitches, it's Catherine Taylor. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Kristen, the Ruby Rubano. Can't have a meal without the Emily Sides. We want to hang with Liz Lang. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys. <laughs>